Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. Speak Up Talk Radio is home to the Firebird Book Awards. Author interviews, author media kits, audiobook narration and production, and podcast production. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo. As some of you may know, my mom had a life-altering hospital experience back in 2008 where she was having a heart attack in the recovery room of a hospital right after shoulder surgery. The heart attack went undiagnosed for nine hours, which kept her in the hospital for four months. During that time, if there was a way to mismanage her care, it was found. Through miracles, the grace of God, and my baptism of fire advocacy skills, she managed to escape, but not unharmed. Unable to do much, she began to make pillowcases that we eventually sent overseas to our troops. Well, I quickly learned how to sew and helped her out. And we made hundreds of pillowcases together before she passed away in 2016. But in her memory, I still continue to make them and send them to homeless veteran shelters and domestic abuse homes. But recently, I met an amazing woman who has use for our creations. And I am just taken by what she does. She transforms long-term shelters for women and children into places of peace and possibility. And her company is called Enchanted Makeovers. Enchanted Makeovers projects and programs have impacted thousands of lives. Their volunteers have made over 48,000 capes, pillowcases, dolls, quilts, and handmade treasures. And today, I want to share the founder of Enchanted Makeovers with you. She is Terry Grail, the founder, visionary, and CEO of Enchanted Makeovers. As a child who experienced homelessness, Terry is on a mission to bring dignity to women and children in shelters. She says, through our transformative programs, women and children in shelters, as well as volunteers and donors, are introduced to a way of life, a way of thinking that helps to shift their outlook about their lives and possibilities for the future. A path is created for creativity, self-expression, and worth. They can finally go to bed and dream and wake up with hope. And I am just thrilled to partner with her via my decade-long pillowcase project. So let's find out more. Welcome to the show, Terry. Oh, thank you, Pat. That, that was an amazing story of your own. Thank you for sharing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, Terry, I interview hundreds of people each year, and I'm always drawn to learn more about why people do what they do. And I think it's especially valuable to share people's stories who have gone through difficulties and then decided to take those harsh lessons learned and make and do something positive to help others. Because I do believe that sharing our lives in this way can inspire others who may be in the midst of a challenge and realize that there is a way out and that they too can become an important resource and a hope for others. And for me, you are one of those people, you are an inspiration. So with that, I know you've got a story. If you would mind sharing a little bit of that about your journey that led you to create Enchanted Makeovers. Well, in 2005, I have four children and they, all of them were full-time in school. So I remember calling my mother and I said, I am going to start a decorating business, but it's going to be more about giving women hope. Now, that was only for residential homes. Shelters was not a, on my mind. So my very first client, I remember going to her home. I'm a flea market fanatic. So anyone out there that's a flea market fanatic knows there's a process. And when you purchase someone else's treasure, you have to, for me, it's taking care of it and then loving it back to life. So 
I walked into this woman's home. She had all this flea market treasures, but they were placed anywhere. They were just on the table with the stickers still on them. <laughs> Nothing was painted on the walls, um, no color. And the energy in the house was just full of sadness. I didn't know her story. I was there to, to do a redesign. It was just using what she had to redesign her living room. So I did that. I left a note on her counter, and I said, let me heal your home. She called me the next day, and she said, I, I want you to do that. So I started with her kitchen. It was beyond just a tile, new tile. I explained to her, this is a new path for your life. Look at beyond just a piece of tile we're putting down. The curtains were handmade. Uh, I actually was painting her kitchen. I didn't have someone else. I was doing it myself, and I would pray for her during that process. When the kitchen was done, she said, will you do my guest room? And I said, what story do you want in that room? And she said, my grandmother took care of me, and I want it to represent all that is good, that was good in my life, because eventually I found out that her father was sexually, sexually abused her. And she said every Sunday my grandmother would make chocolate chip cookies and we would have tea. So she had her grandmother's teapot. There was a poem that she'd always share with her. We had that poem put on the wall. And it was just treasures of anything that was precious to her and that was from her grandmother. And it became a room, really a place to meditate, to feel peace, that she could just sit there. And before I left, I said, let's name your home. I said, I think it's really important to think about what does home really mean to you? What, what do you hope for in the future? So she named it High Hopes. So I had a sign hung outside for her, and then I moved on. So a whole year had passed, and her client came in one day. He was explaining about this house he would drive by every day going to work. And she said, well, what does it look like? And she, he said, well, there's a sign outside, and it says High Hopes. And she said, well, that's my home, and I have to explain to you about how this helped to heal me and to heal my home. Well, this gentleman named David says, well, don't you know what I do besides, you know, my company? I also do fundraising for a shelter for women and children. And he said, you think that Terry would come and just volunteer time and paint just one wall? Because nothing had ever been done to the shelter. It was old post office where the women would stay for a year with their children. She called me. She said, you have to call David. I wrote the number down. And it took me days because I was, I was afraid. I'm, I always try to be honest with my feelings. I've never been to a shelter. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I can do this. And I remember dialing the number. And the last couple digits, I would hang up. And then the third try, I finally let it go through. She had such a peaceful voice, and it really calmed me down. He said, we just want one wall all painted. That's all we're asking. So I said, David, after Christmas, I'll go to the shelter, and that was January of 07, and I'll, I'll visit. I made that visit. They gave me a tour of the entire shelter, and then the last stop was the women's door. So I just remember walking up the steps, and it was this paint that must have been donated, and it was all like this chocolate brown color. And everything was painted with it. The steps, the wall, the trim around the windows, the, even the door. Now, mind you, the door to the dorm was this metal because it used to be a post office. So it was huge. You had to push it open with both hands. And I remember walking to this dorm where 30 women stay with their children. There's no dividers. So it's all open. And it's a year program. Every single thing was broken. The beds came from a prison. The bedspreads were donated from a nursing home. The carpet was 
I believe I asked the director, she said it was from the 70s. The lights were hanging. It looked like kind of like those ice trays from like the 50s and metal that you have to kind of pull mm-hmm. the that little handle to right. break the ice up. Right. Those are the kind of lights on the ceiling that were hanging by wires. And I said, where's the dressers? She says, well, the women use boxes for dressers. And I never spoke about it as a child, but I always picked up energy. I never knew what it was as a child, but now I embrace it. Sometimes it's the blessing and a curse. I remember standing there and the energy in the room was just so heavy that I wanted to escape. In my mind, I'm saying this. I'm not saying it to the director. I said, how can any woman go to bed and dream anything and wake up with any hope when your environment is how you are feeling internally? And I took before pictures. I even asked her why the private rooms, because there was once you went so far in the program, you would get a private room. So there was like four of the rooms attached to the dorm. I said, why is there no doors? She said, well, other groups have come, but they never finished. So they never finished even putting a new door on, so there was no doors even for privacy. So I remember leaving. I drove home crying, and I said, God, why did you bring this to me? You know, this is what's going through my mind. I have children to take care of. I have a business. I don't have the money. I don't have the volunteers. I'm going through all this in my head. And at that time, it was the cameras. We didn't have our cell phones taking pictures, so you had to download the photos. So a whole week had passed. I'm like, I'm not looking at those photos. I'm not doing this. Got the wrong person, God. I'm not doing this. So a week had passed, and I downloaded the pictures, and the, it was the very last photo where it was the wall, because the walls were held together with duct tape. And that mattress that had no sheet on it, it was covered in urine stains. And there was two pillows, no pillowcases on them. And I see why I could easily miss it, because it was white on white. So it was white polka dots on the pillow, and I've always loved polka dots since I was a child. I still love polka dots. And when I saw the dots, I heard, trust me. No one was in the room with me. Without a dot, I knew that God was speaking to me. He had an assignment for me, and I needed to do it. I had no clue how I was going to do it at all. But I needed to trust that small voice that just, obviously, it might have been very soft, but it was very powerful. Mm-hmm. That's how it began with that dorm in 07 is, and I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I don't, I don't, but obviously like, you figured it out because <laughs> look what you have done since then. What a story. What a powerful, powerful story um, that puts you exactly where you need to be. And I love that you say this on your website that we don't just transform the physical environment at the shelter. What we do goes much deeper than just changing a surface. When we change the physical environment, it changes the way the women and children feel about themselves. It gives them permission to dream. A beautiful space sends the message, you matter, you are worthy, you are unstoppable. And that is just beautiful. Thank you. Oh, well, it takes a village. And you know, I have that all over the site. I know that I've been called for this. People say, oh, you're the leader. I don't like titles Mm -hmm. because I feel like we're all standing together with this. I feel that same way with the women and children. We're all teachers and students in life. And I've learned, you know, I've had other groups come to me, other businesses, and say, who do you network with? I said, I network with women and children Mm -hmm. because they've taught me about courage and strength and vulnerability, all those things, because the women are so, I always feel they're warriors. They don't feel that way, but I say you're a warrior because it's just out there, their story. 
they just share it without, it's just, will you listen to me? That was one of the things the women taught me is we're very grateful that we have a roof over our head, but no one ever wants to hear our story. So that's part of Enchanted Makeover's mission is that we're all on this journey and no one's there to try to save anyone. We're just all walking together. And it's such a different, powerful visual when you even see that is that we're all standing together and we all have some story that we want to share. Oh, absolutely. Your work actually has an impact on both those who receive yes. the pillowcases and, and the capes and, and the beautiful gifts and those making and sending them. I mean, I know just when I'm sitting here by myself making a pillowcase, I have no idea who it's for. I will never meet this person. And yet there's so much love that goes into that and hope that goes into it. I mean, if, if the energy that goes into those pieces of fabric could help somebody, I hope that they do. Oh, I totally believe handmade is healing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how we grew up. My mother made everything. She made our quilts. And you just feel it when somebody gives you something they made. It's not the same as something off a shelf in a store. Right. Because I, I believe that our energy and our love is in that handmade item. So I believe that's part of the healing process of what we're doing. Yes. Yes. Well, bless you for being the catalyst and the conduit to make this happen and to make these connections between the people who are sharing their handiwork with the folks that need it. And then you also have sewing rooms set up so that the women who are living there can also learn that craft as well. Is that correct? Yes. And that goes back to my mother. Uh, my mother's always battled with depression. I didn't know that growing up. I had no clue. I just know she was at that machine. The days where the blinds were shut and the dinner was not made, I tried to take that darkness and over, just take that light and just smash it with the days at her machine. And I remember the sound of the machine and the breeze coming through the window. And then she's playing Carly Simon. She's playing James Taylor. All those songs, it's just that whole thing is what I want to bring for my mother, my mother's, that's why it's called the sacred sewing room, is everyone that set up a permanent room in a shelter. Mm -hmm. My mother's still here, and I share with her, you know, she still has that thing of I didn't do enough and I wasn't a good. I said, but mom, it, it's just to honor my mother. It's, yes. it's like I see all the women as my moms sitting there sewing for their children. Yes. And obviously, you know, it's a skill, but it's also it's a therapy. It's a way to express yourself to have a voice. So it's many things. Um, so I always say we don't donate a sewing machine. We are donating a program. Oh, I wish we lived closer. I'd give you a hug. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I do like that. It's funny you said that because we've been blessed with the media, really wanting to share a message. And I've met with a couple of reporters and um, they put their hand out. I said, I know only do hugs. <laughs> yes. I know. I, I feel that from you. I'm a hugger as well. I want to kind of keep this short today. There's, there's more I'd like to talk about. Maybe we can do this again. I just wanted to make an introduction to you and Enchanted Makeovers and ask those listening to join me as I make and send pillowcases to Terry. So the way I'm trying to set this up on my end is that you don't have to make or sew anything unless, of course, you want to and you, and you have that skill and that time. But I and my small posse of sewers will make them for you, naming you as the donor. And so um, I encourage folks to visit Terry's website. So why don't you give us some of the contact information, Terry, where folks can learn more about you and what you do? Um, well, the website is enchantedmakeovers.org. We're on Facebook. It's not a group. You just like the page. It's Enchanted Makeovers. We're also on Instagram. Our 800 number is 855-SHE-IS-ME. So if you want to reach out, my thing is, is serving with your talent, serving with your heart, 
So if you love to blog, if you love to write, whatever that is, serve from that place. So I encourage everyone to visit Terry's website, enchantedmakeovers.org. There's lots of pictures, history, more information about the important work that's done at Enchanted Makeovers. Anything that we missed that you wanted to highlight or, or bring up today, Terry? Um, we always accept prayers. So, um, <laughs> so pray for the mission, of course, for the women and children. We'll take that. All right. Head over to enchantedmakeovers.org. You can donate there however you choose and find out more about Terry and her work. Terry, I feel very, very blessed to have, well, I was going to say randomly met you, but I don't believe that anything's random. So I am glad that you no. and I are, con <laughs> are connected. I look forward to sending you more and more pillowcases. And I just thank you for the work that you do to make people's lives better. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you.